Welcome to the Strong, Fit and Free podcast. I'm your host, Alessia Donato, certified strength and nutrition coach, personal trainer and opinionated Italian free spirit. After a lifelong battle with IBS, I successfully regained my health and built a strong and fit body from the inside out through relentless studying and research in holistic nutrition, as well as testing and applying health and fitness principles on myself. In 2016, I left a successful 10-year corporate career in the beauty industry that left me burnt out, sick and unfulfilled and took the leap into the unknown. I traveled for a year on a backpacking trip that changed the course of my life and pushed me to eventually follow my passion to becoming a health and fitness coach and set up my online coaching practice, Alessia D Coaching. I help fit conscious women get to the core of their health struggles, set attainable goals, develop a personalized plan and hold them accountable for transforming their lives. The destination is the same, but each person's journey is different. On the Strong, Fit and Free podcast, we get open and honest about what it takes to build a strong and fit body from the inside out, talking all things health and fitness, mindset, no-nonsense nutrition, how to live life on your own terms, and a sprinkle of girl talk here and there. Join us on the journey to becoming strong, fit and free. Well, hello there and welcome to the Strong, Fit and Free podcast. Yay, this is the first episode and I am so super duper excited to be coming on here for the first time and diving right in to my story. And I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to script this out, but then I realized, what the heck? I'm not going to write anything out, just a little bit of an outline so I don't ramble on, but here we go. So I just wanted to welcome any of you who are on here for the first time, and I hope that you enjoy the podcast and you find some inspiration and some tips and tricks along the way. And uh, yeah, so um, do bear in mind that this is my first episode, so I may ramble a little bit because I do that anyway, but I wanted to kick off the podcast with, you know, my story and where I'm from and how I got here. And, you know, along the way, I've learned so many lessons and I've grown so, so much. And I think it will um, inspire you or I hope it does. And um, I think I, I think it'll also help you see that life is just a journey and we are never really stuck and we are never um we are never really victims in life unless we want to be um and health issues happen but we can work around them and we can still you know thrive and we can still beat whatever holds us down so here i am okay so where am i from so most people have absolutely no clue because my accent doesn't really give it away um but i'm actually italian so i'm italian and i was born in um a small little town called cantu 
in the province of Como, which is in Lombardy in Italy. So um, the, the northern side of Italy. And I always say just I was born in Milan because, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot easier because nobody knows where Cantu is unless they've been to Como um, because it's a pretty, pretty prominent, uh, you know, hip town in, in the province of Como. And Como is beautiful. Um, if you don't know where that is, it's, you know, where George Clooney has a, a house and um, he's often spotted on the roads in his motorbike. Or he was maybe like 10 years ago. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I I am from Italy, but I actually grew up in Dubai, the United Arab Emirates. And I was raised here and I am still here in Dubai. And uh, growing up as an expat kid is interesting. I mean, I don't have anything else to compare it to, but I I had a great childhood. I grew up in you know, a very safe environment, very secluded um, community uh, of ex- of other expat kids. And I had kids and friends from all over the world. And it's um, it's shaped who I am today. And it's, it's made me um, a better person. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Of course, there's ups and downs to growing up as an expat, um, especially in a, such a transient place um, like Dubai, where people are always in and out. Um, you know, you make friends and then they leave and uh, it's it's really not easy, but there's um, so many other positives to growing up as an expat in a completely different country. And my father came here actually to start a business and he's, you know, been very successful and we've been here ever since. And although I've traveled in and out quite often, I've uh, still not decided where I want to um, spread my wings to. So I'm here and this is home and it's been home for 28 years and and because I, you know, was raised here, um, I came here when I was very, very little. I was five years old and I didn't speak a word of English. And I met my best friend who is going to be coming on the podcast very soon, um, 28 years ago in, in grade one. And we bonded ever since. And we've been sisters ever since. And she was actually the one who taught me English. I mean, as much as a five-year-old can teach you. Um, but yeah, so um, that's a little bit about me and my background. And living in Dubai is uh, is really wonderful. Like we, it's always sunny. I mean, it can get really, really hot, but it's uh, a great place to grow and, um, you know, and, and, and really just enjoy life. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy where I'm at. But I never actually was in the beauty uh, I'm sorry in the fitness industry I was actually in the beauty industry for most of my career and after leaving school I didn't really know what I wanted to do so I just decided that I was going to model and I I was a I I went into child modeling quite young and um, that's actually where a lot of my my issues with body image started but We'll get into that another episode. Um, but for for today's sake of the, today's episode, I'll just give you a little bit of a background in that sense. I mean, I was in the beauty industry for over ten years, um, where I fell into it in makeup as a makeup artist because I was always behind the chair, the makeup chair, um, as a model, and I thought, well, you know. Um, I like makeup so I could try my luck and um, and so I did I took a course in makeup when I was um, 18 
and uh, and I worked my way up. I uh, I worked my way up in um, Mac. So I started my journey in the work in the work world at Mac Cosmetics at uh, one of their um, concession stores in one of the very more prominent malls here, and. I worked my way up ever since and I had a very successful career as a makeup artist. I worked in lots of different projects. I did a lot of different photo shoots, fashion, um, you know, photography. Um, I did a lot of commercial work. I did a lot of movie work, like, I mean, as much movie work that you can find in Dubai. Um, but yeah, I mean, I worked really, really hard and I really, really enjoyed my um, my work and being creative and I've always been creative and I think that that's um, you know still very much part of who I am um, I paint and I love painting um, and you know honestly if like someone handed me over a makeup brush uh, and some color I think I would still I would still have that uh, creativity unleash in in me. So, um, but yeah, I went through um, beauty school. I did you know beauty therapy for many years as well, and I ended up becoming a trainer, um, working as a teacher or beauty therapy lecturer. And uh, I worked as a trainer for a while, and that got me into working for bigger brands such as Rimmel, L'Oreal, um, Coty, Clarins. And I worked, you know, as a as a beauty trainer or a brand corporate trainer, and that's how I got into the corporate industry. And uh, and I loved my job as a corporate trainer. I um. I think I've always loved coaching or some type of teaching. I mean, I remember um, when I was little, I used to pretend I was a teacher. I used to like put um, paper, just like plain white paper all over like my bed in like little, you know, uh, lines, pretending that there were students there. And I would just sit there and pretend to be a teacher. It was quite funny. Um, I must have been like seven years old or something crazy. Like I was really, really little. And, um, and so I knew from a very young age that I wanted to, I wanted to be some, something that was, I wanted to be someone who educated others and, um, you know, here I am. <laughs> so I'm a coach and, um, I wouldn't have it any other way. I just, uh, I just love sharing knowledge. I'm a total nerd. Um, funny enough, I even never went to university and, um, I've always wanted to go, but I never had the opportunity. Um, and so, you know, for me, like learning is, <laughs> it's so funny. My best friend says that I, I oftentimes just love to learn and not to put some things that I've learned into action. And I'm going to be really candid on this podcast. I'm not going to hide anything from you. I struggle with the same things that you guys struggle with. So, you know, yeah, I sometimes don't follow through, but you know what? Learning is one of those things that you'll, you'll never really regret learning, right? Yeah. So anyway, there's my first ramble of the podcast. All right, so let's look into, you know, my first my first um, experience of digestive issues because, you know, I I'm my 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 journey with IBS it was just really crazy and I think I think I've uh, I've come to a point where I can finally say I've put it into remission and I'm feeling good and I'm feeling 
um, like I got my nutrition on point and, um, but it wasn't always like that, let me tell you. So my first symptoms were actually like my first official symptoms of IBS were actually in my early 20s. And for those of you who don't actually know what IBS is, it's called irritable bowel syndrome. And IBS is a chronic digestive issue and it's an issue where it's actually a diagnosis of exclusion. So um, before you get diagnosed with IBS, you um, have to go through, you know, tests and make sure that you don't have, um, you know, cancer or bowel cancer and um, you don't have any other issue that is more serious like Crohn's disease or IBD. So um, I went through, you know, the testing, I did colonoscopies, I did endoscopies, made sure that I didn't have any of that. And uh, I was diagnosed with IBS and irritable bowel syndrome. So doctors usually um, diagnose you with IBS when you are cleared from the other more serious diseases. Um, And there's no real pattern um, to your symptoms. Um, And the symptoms usually are a bit of um, two types, IBS-C, which is classified as IBS or irritable bowel syndrome constipation dominant. Um, or IB, IB, um, IB, IBSD, sorry, um, irritable bowel syndrome, diarrhea dominant, or a mix of both. So I was on the more IBSC spectrum. Um, so I was constipated <laughs> um, for many, many, many years. And um, so, yeah, I, I was diagnosed with IBS, you know, um, early in my 20s when I first started working in the beauty industry at MAC. And I had a really hectic, crazy lifestyle back then. I mean, I did not give a crap about my health. I mean, I I truly didn't give a shit. And, um, you know, it was like I, I would work eight, nine, ten hours sometimes a day on the shop floor, standing all day on my feet. Um, eat complete junk food at the food court and then at night after my shift I'd go out get drunk binge drink you know that was my lifestyle for most of my 20s and you know it's no wonder that I had IBS (laughs) Um, so yeah it was uh, let me say oh and I smoked a lot I would easily smoke a packet or two um, a day of cigarettes and so um, I didn't have a very healthy lifestyle i barely even worked out. Um, I would, I would go in and out of the gym like once a month, you know, I, I really didn't give a crap. So, um, that's when I developed my IBS. I started with chronic constipation and sometimes I'd run to the bathroom in the middle of, you know, the Harvey Nichols concession store and, you know, just be there for like 30, 40 minutes in pain. Um, and that was like a pretty, pretty standard, day in in a week one or two days a week so um it was hard it was really really hard and um being young and not knowing what the heck was going on and not getting a lot of help and support from the um from the doctors was was really hard and uh and so i got um this diagnosis and was told ah you know just go ahead and take your supplements and um take your 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 um, fiber supplements and your, you know, um, your, what are they called? Ah, just had a brain fart, guys. I can't remember what they're called, but um, laxatives. (laughs) 
you know, sometimes you just don't remember certain words. Lact laxatives, yeah. So I um I took laxatives for so many years, and that contributed to um a lazy bowel. And um you know, towards the end of my job at Mac, I was just oh my goodness, my my digestive system was in tatters, and I started getting a lot of food intolerances. Um, and so I went to see a homeopath and it was actually this lady who changed everything for me because I went to see her and bear in mind, my doctors never once mentioned it's your diet. Um, so I went to see this homeopath and she's like, you know what, like you, you need to stop eating gluten and dairy. And so that was when I you know, started really digging into nutrition and food, you know, I was like, oh, gluten and dairy. Wow. It was like my mind was blown. I had absolutely no idea that these two foods, gluten, bread, pasta, everything that I've always eaten, obviously I'm Italian. I'm going to be eating a lot of that in my lifetime. Um, and dairy, cheese, milk, like I've never even thought about it. So I started digging. You know, I started looking into nutrition and really digging for, um, for you know, the the knowledge and and you know the 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 education that I really needed to kind of arm myself um, so I could heal. And uh, and so that's what I did. I gave up gluten and dairy, and that was around 2012. Um, but things didn't really improve a whole lot. Um, I actually just, I, f I felt better. I felt less bloated. Um, I felt less constipated, but you know, the stress of work was still very high. So things didn't really, you know, change a whole lot, but they did improve somewhat. Um, and I went through, you know, a lot of bad relationships back then. Um, you know, I, I might go into this a little bit more in another episode, but um, I I didn't have a lot of great relationships, um, both with, uh, you know, men and um, with friends. And so I kind of just was always in this stress state. And I think that contributed a lot to my IBS, you know, and now we're looking at seeing the pattern between mindset, IBS, and um, the gut-brain axis, and, and the connection be between the gut and the brain. Um, but back then, like, nobody really cared. Nobody knew about this stuff, and um, surely I didn't. And so um, I started developing really bad relationships with food um, right about 2013, um, towards the end of my career as a beauty therapist. And uh, I, that was when I actually started experimenting. Yes, 2013 and 2014, that year was like, that was when I started experimenting with different diets. I was really obsessed with YouTube. Um, I was always watching different videos and I fell upon a very uh, famous raw vegan called Freely the Banana Girl. And I'm if you are, you know, a vegan or you are at all familiar with the vegan movement, you will for sure know who I'm talking about. So freely the, the freely the banana girl and her partner Durian Ryder, two Australians on YouTube making videos about veganism and they were, you know, raw vegan and 
um, very, very much fruitarian as well. And that is where I, you know, fell into the whole vegan movement. And that's when I started experimenting with my diet, um, you know, trying different things, um, trying raw veganism. I did that for a few months and then I went fruitarian and I remember buying a shit ton of fruit and my entire kitchen in my apartment was covered in bananas because these guys, you know, they, they was like, you know, 50 bananas a day kind of thing. It was just mental. And just looking back, I think, what the fuck was I thinking? But, you know, I did it and I went through, you know, these phases where I did all these fad diets. Um, you know, I did the raw vegan, I did the fruitarian diet, um, you know, I did the raw till four, um, you know, being, you know, eating raw food up until 4 p.m. and then having like a cooked food meal. Um, I did it all, guys. And um, I also fell into new age and I started, you know, becoming very interested in yoga and meditation and um, Eastern philosophies. And um, again, this is something that I might go into in another episode, but I um I definitely um, never was really religious. And so I, I think that's what kind of threw me off and 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 kind of caught my attention, this whole spirituality and enlightenment thing. So I got into that and, um, and that, you know, that movement in itself, the New Age movement is extremely um, filled with tons of vegans. And so um, it just, you know, it just felt like I fit in, you know. So um, that was in my late 20s. And by then, bear in mind, my IBS was awful like my IBS was terrible no matter what I did what I ate doesn't matter like I just felt terrible all the time and um, it really didn't matter what kind of diet I was on it was always just it just my my bloating was always terrible I was still constipated you know intermittently like it was just never getting any better Um, and so late 2014 ah, that was when I was like yeah, this is, I think it's time for me to actually study nutrition, you know, to get off YouTube and to actually go and study, you know, nutrition, um, you know, from a reputable, uh, reputable school. And uh, at the time I was working as a beauty therapy teacher, so I didn't have a lot of time to go to university. So I um, went to a online nutrition school, a holistic one. Um, I didn't really care for fat loss. So I chose a school based on holistic healing and um, healing with you know, healing with food, basically using food as medicine. And so I studied in Plaskett um, Nutrition School in the UK, uh, online correspondence. And um, that took me four years, guys, four years, not even kidding. It was a very long course. Uh, Beauty, um, like at the time I was, you know, as working as a beauty therapist and, uh, and, and studying at the same time. And it took me a long time, but I really enjoyed it. And uh, I discovered so much about healing with food and um, holistic healing, um, the, the philosophy of natural therapeutics, um, homeopathy, naturopathy. Um, it was just, I, I loved it. Let me just put it that way. Love, love, loved it. But at the time, fitness became a huge passion as well. I started getting into CrossFit and um, I also was, you know, a keen, keen 
home workout uh, aficionado, if you want to call it that. I would wake up at like 6 a.m. and do P90X or Insanity in my living room. Um, if anyone has ever heard of those workouts, they're by a company called Beachbody and they're really, really famous in the States. Um, and I absolutely loved it. And that's what really got me into lifting, actually. Uh, P90X was like the first real, um, you know, lifting class that I did and uh, it was wonderful and I, I I loved working out I loved it and it made me feel strong and powerful and I you know I I got lean and you know I, I just felt great but my digestion was still shit <laughs> it was still shit and um by late 2015 um I and you know what this is this is not easy for me to say this on here but by late 2015, I developed what is known as an anal fistula. And it's 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 really one of the most painful things that I've had to go through uh, on a physical level. And um, I, you know, being, cro- being chronically constipated for so many years um, and having, you know, problems with anal fissures and hemorrhoids and um, piles, I really, really struggled with um, this this realization that I had developed this 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 uh, chronic issue, and it's interesting because anal fistulas only usually come to people who have Crohn's disease or IBD, and uh, and looking back now, it's uh, it's it's sometimes if I really dig deep, I get a little bit worried that um, my body is um, you know prone to developing IBD or IBD or Crohn's but um, I don't want to get into you know being all negative and gloomy but I did develop an anal fistula and an anal fistula is um, a um, additional pathway that develops um, in your colon and it develops and then opens out into your skin into a uh, cyst and this pathway fills up with uh, feces and um, causes extreme pain. It causes extreme, um, it causes extreme pain, and it causes discomfort and um, infection. And it was, it was a very small anal fistula. It wasn't very deep, um, but it was nonetheless really, really, really painful. And um, I developed it. Um, and I had surgery for anal fistula in late 2015, early 2016. I recovered and I had laser surgery for it. And I vowed after that surgery that I would do everything in my power to heal my body from the inside out. And that very day, I think a couple of week, a couple of days later, um, I decided I would go vegan. And by then I'd already, you know, finished my course in nutrition. I'd already kind of, um, you know, studied everything that I could at the time about holistic healing with food and food as medicine. So I believed that veganism was the answer. And let me tell you, it was for a couple of years. So I stayed vegan for about three years and my vegan journey really evolved um, because I, I evolved as a coach while I was vegan. And, um, you know, I never pushed veganism on any of my clients, on any of my health coaching clients. 
Um, but I did really believe in the movement and the diet. And I believe that, you know, we need to eat more vegetables. We need to eat more whole grains and we need to limit, if not completely eradicate animal foods from our diet. Um, believing that, you know, animal foods are inflammatory, that they're going to give us cancer and, um, you know, that dairy causes mucus and all of the stuff that you hear that veganism, spa, um, they, 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 they spew out. Um, I believed it all, all of it. And um, I really did truly, um, you know, adopt the entire worldview of veganism. And, uh, and, you know, for the first two years, I felt great. Like I, I was cleansing, I was eating whole grains, I was eating enough protein, I was getting all the nutrients that I thought I needed at the time. Um, and I felt good, you know, I'm not gonna lie here, I did feel great. Um, you know, coming from like, you know, a really bad lifestyle with food and all that crazy nonsense of raw veganism and fruitarianism, I did find a balance with veganism and uh, the whole food plant-based diet. Um, but in year three of being a vegan, things just started getting really, really bad. And from having IBSC for most of my life, I went and started developing IBSD. So I had diarrhea for like months on end and, um, I couldn't figure out what was going on and I started feeling really lethargic and this was around 2018. I started feeling lethargic and um, I wasn't feeling my best. I was always tired and I started losing my short-term memory. And that was when things got really scary because I have Alzheimer's in my family. So I was like, oh, oh, I need to start thinking about what's going on. You know, I need to start digging. So I got, you know, tested again and made sure that I got all my blood tests and all of that. And um, I realized after you know two two and a half years of being vegan um that i was deficient in iron i was deficient in zinc i was deficient in uh vitamin a i was deficient in b12 basically i was deficient in all of the most important uh vitamins and minerals vitamin d and this is crazy because i actually was supplementing on you know a regular basis i was religious with my omega-3 um dha uh and epa vegan obviously dha and epa i was um meticulous with my b12 sometimes i'd have two sprays a day i was you know taking my vitamins every single day my multis every day and i just couldn't believe that I was deficient. I was like, what the heck is going on? And then I, you know, I, I started like, you know, digging and I realized, well, you know, I've got IBSD now. I've got, I, I've got diarrhea and I'm not absorbing any of the food that I'm eating. I'm not absorbing any of the nutrition. I'm not metabolizing, metabolizing any of the nutrients that I'm, I'm taking in with my food, let alone the supplements. So that was when I had to really take a hard look at my diet and um, I had to put aside the the vegan activist Alessia and start looking at you know okay Alessia the nutrition consultant comes out what do I need to do to fix this and I started getting cravings for salmon raw salmon I started getting egg cravings and things were just like you know kind of just kind of the puzzle was finally putting itself back together and I was like okay 
I I need to I need to give up this this you know vegan ideology and that's when I went back to eating animal foods and what wasn't really easy at first um, became extremely natural it just felt so natural on the third fourth fifth week that I started eating animal foods my body literally reset itself and um, ever since then my IBS has completely been put into remission now here's the thing with IBS you cannot really IBS is not really a disease it's a condition it's it's a condition and it's a collection of symptoms and so you know it's not like a disease where you you completely eradicate it once you eradicate the symptoms you no longer have irritable bowel syndrome and so that's what I did with animal foods I healed my body getting rid of whole grains, getting rid of anti-nutrients found in beans and legumes that were triggering my um, symptoms and triggering my um, malabsorption in my gut, I got rid of my IBS symptoms and therefore got rid of IBS. And uh, and so late 2019, I gave up veganism and, um, you know, I spent most of sorry not late 2019 it was late 2018 and then last year I spent um, the entire year just you know really just healing my 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 body back to normal after all these years of crazy diets fad diets um, and I did this all um, while coaching um, and this just I'm being very candid here and very honest with you guys don't believe everything you see on, you know, the gram, um, social media, because we're all human too. Coaches, nutritionists, fitness trainers, we're all human as well. And um, just because you see someone on Instagram eating a certain way does not mean that they're eating that way. Um, they might they might say that they are, but they might not be. Um, and what works for them is not necessarily going to work for you. And um, I got a lot of backlash actually when I did leave veganism from a lot of my vegan friends, um, vegan colleagues in the industry um, saying, well, how can you be a nutritionist and still promote, um, you know, and promote animal foods and all of this stuff when you spent years promoting the vegan diet? And, um, and I said to them, you know, I said, look, if you never evolve and stay open-minded and flexible, how will you ever learn anything in life and that was all I responded Um, and what I learned as you know as a nutritionist but as just a human being throughout my entire journey is that life is all about learning Um, whether it is in business or in relationships good ones and bad ones bad business ideas and good business ideas um, investments good and bad you know, anything in life, your, your fitness, your nutrition, your diet, your workouts, um, everything in life is about learning. And if you never, if you're never flexible, if you're always with a fixed mindset and not a growth mindset, if you're never, um, open to other people's opinions, to learning new ways, to, to being open-minded and to, realize that there is no one size fits all with anything you're never truly going to grow 
And so that is my big lesson. And that is truly what I learned out of my entire journey with IBS and my entire journey as a coach and becoming a coach um, is that it's always a big, big lesson. And, you know, you learn one and then you learn another and then you come to the end of your life with all these lessons, little lessons um, that that means something big and then you're going to realize why it all happened you might not realize it now when you're in it but when your your life comes to an end because we will all die no matter what you eat eventually we all go to the same place um you're going to realize why you had to go through those bad times those hard times the struggle the fight the journey you're going to realize why you did it and why you had to go through that so um really i you know just coming into 2020 and you know having finally found that balance with nutrition learning the importance of a calorie deficit and that you know there is no one size fits all approach when it comes to nutrition um, you know, there, there is no such thing as the perfect diet, you know, veganism might work for you, but it did not work for me. Um, it might work for my clients, but it might not work for another client. And, um, you know, what I really discovered is that animal nutrition, animal foods are absolutely vital to our health. Uh, we have evolved as, as animal eaters, um, and, you know, no matter what you say to me about anything when it comes to nutrition, if you come at me with, you know, eat a Beyond Burger for your health or a plant-based, soy-based burger, I'm sorry, but I ain't taking you seriously. And that is what I, that is my beef that I have at the moment with, um, the whole plant-based movement is that they're pushing this agenda on us that we need to completely get rid of one of the most nutritious foods that we've always been eating to replace with processed soy, processed grains, sugar, and, um, you know, these, these foods that are just, they're just made in a lab and they're not real foods. So my nutrition philosophy now is, is, is real food. And it's always been real food, even from the beginning. Um, but now more than ever, it's about, you know, really kind of standing my ground with um, promoting real food nutrition um, rather than this, you know, pushing this agenda um, to have this this plant-based diet filled with fake foods made in a lab. Um, that's, I probably, that's like now my third ramble, but I just wanted to kind of just share a little bit about that. And um, I'm probably going to go into a bit more detail soon, but um, I uh, wanted to just kind of share my journey and how I got here and um you know, now I'm in a very good place when it comes to nutrition and um, a great place when it comes to fitness. And um, I want to share my journey. I want to share my journey with IBS um, training and fitness with IBS because there's so many women out there who want to get strong, get fit, lose weight, lose fat, get lean, but 
the 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 IBS is standing in their way. Their gut health is is messed up. Their digestion sucks, and it's causing them to feel tired, lethargic, in pain constantly, and um, and this you know prevents them to reach their goals. Um, and so this is why I started the podcast. Um, of course, I'm going to talk about lots of different things, not just IBS, but. That is why I wanted to start the podcast. I wanted to talk about um, what it's like to live with IBS and what it's like to um, have the right mindset to break free from it. And um, and most of all, break free from fad diets to have a simple approach to fitness and nutrition and to really just find that balance that we're all craving. Because I think in this very loud you know, podcast space, but also the very loud social media space and health and fitness industry. There is just so much misinformation, so much out there that can confuse you. And it confused me for many years. And I wanted to um, come here and hopefully kind of shed some light on, um, you know, some of the bullshit myths out there. And uh, by no means do I know everything, but I do know that animal nutrition is king, um, you know, getting strong is queen, and, you know, having the right mindset. All these three things are so important to achieving the body, but not just the body, the life of your dreams, living life on your own terms, um, and, and really truly finding that freedom in your life to, you know, chase after your dreams, not be, you know, at the mercy of, of your health issues, um, and, and really achieving true, true health from the inside out. And so with that, I'm going to conclude this episode because I think it was very long and I hope you found a little bit of insight. And if you do have IBS, if you are still struggling please, I'd love for you to reach out to me. Send me a private message. You can find me on Instagram at Alessia D underscore coaching. You can also find me on Facebook at the same. And you can also, of course, subscribe to my podcast, stay up to date. And if you want to visit my website, alessiadcoaching.com, Um, for lots of different blog posts about nutrition, about IBS. um, And also, if you want to get in touch for coaching, let me know. And I'd love to help you. And even if it's just, you know, a little chat, no obligation, let's talk. Let's see what we can do together. Um, And with that, I'm going to conclude this episode, episode one of the Strong, Fit and Free podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and I will see you. Well, actually, I will talk to you very, very soon. Have an amazing, amazing week. Take care.